Welcome, everybody, to the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast number 114 with Michael Lindsay, team owner of the FXR Racing Chaparral Honda team. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of cruel that I'm calling him just the week after his team didn't put anybody in the main events at the Triple Crown, but I think that's kind of the fun, and we want to check in with Michael and make sure he's alive. Uh, absolutely, with Jerry Robin, Justin Starling, Chris Blos, and then Ben LeMay. Uh, the folks at FXR Racing have been supporting that team for a big deal, a uh, long time. And FXR Racing has got the Canadian Supercross champion, Phil Nicoletti, as well. So Pulpamex30 is the code to save at FXR Racing, designed by racers for racers. FXR Racing has got some of the sharpest looking stuff in the pits, as you've seen with guys like, guys like Jacob Hayes and Michael's team. So please check them out, and we appreciate it. Also, thank you, Racetech. Pulp20 is the code to save with motor work, suspension work. Uh, same stuff that Michael Lindsay uses and on his team and Malcolm Stewart won Montreal on it Kay Clayson and Alex Ray are using race tech stuff so tested and raced and proven at the highest levels privateer proven at that racetech.com for more information on that they're doing motors now so they can rebuild your motor modify your motor dial you in with whatever you need i want to thank the folks at namira technologies industry leading top end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top end at a price that will keep you riding every single week every single weekend no matter the budget from the race shops to privateer garages namira has you and your wallet covered they have they offer a full line of cast and forged pistons for every mx application you can you you can think of Visit your local dealer for more information or go to Namira.com online and check them out. Firepower, with over 50 years' experience in the industry, Firepower commits to quality, value, and service for your machine. Firepower offers chains made in Japan, featherweight lithium batteries, and oil to stand the test of any power sports vehicle. The all-new Firepower motor oil was built from the ground up by a leading OEM manufacturer and is the highest quality out there, uh, fully synthetic racing oils blended in the USA. Ask for Firepower today at your local shop, Firepower parts.com kyle chisholm using the chains and batteries out there in supercross so thank you to firepower maxis tires as well mxsts developed by jeremy mcgrath and used by uh aj canzaro and alex ray out there in supercross so please check those guys out as well and uh yeah maxis.com mountain bike tires are phenomenal as well so thank you maxis thank you firepower thank you namira and of course race tech and fxr let's uh let's talk to michael Lindsay, catch up with him and uh, get all the scoop on how he's doing, how team ownership life is, the ups and downs and everything else. Thanks for listening, everybody. As promised on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast 114, it's team owner of the uh, FXR Chaparral Honda team that's been uh, brand new to the scene this year. It's Michael Lindsay. What's up, ML? How are you? Uh, well, I'm sitting in traffic right now, so it's going about as well as I feel like this whole last week did. <laughs> I I had to, I'm sorry that I had to laugh, but I had to laugh last week, Triple Crown in uh, Dallas, and none of your riders rode as well as we think they could, Neither none of them made the night show, and I walked by and your tent was getting torn down, and I'm like, how you doing? And you were like... I'm going to go walk out into the freeway right now. <laughs> uh, welcome to team ownership, Michael. Yeah, so to actually give you the list of how it happened is while we were loading up, I contemplated if I could hang myself with a tie down from the lift gate. I figured that everybody on the team would stop me. I was on top of the trailer pulling the tent up, and I thought about jumping off, but I realized all that would probably do is break my legs. I'd be miserable. And then I thought about walking into traffic right about the time I talked to you, but I realized I would just be messy in somebody else's yeah. problem. So <laughs> kind of ran out of ideas after that. Oh, uh, well, start a race team, they said. Have fun, they It'll said. It'll be fun, they said. It'll be great, they said. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it was uh, well, fairly... Listen. What what the hell what happened? Did Jerry not get some sleep? Did Jerry break up with his chick? Like what happened to Jerry? Well, let's start. We'll get to Jerry in a second. Okay. Let's start. Let's start on the simpler to explain it. So okay, starting with our new rider slash already hurt um, because of Chris Bluss getting hurt. We um, figured we were going to bring Ben LeMay in to run a four fifty for the rest of the season. A lot of our sponsors were really stoked on it. You know Ben. Yep. Ben Sutt, a lower number today by our team. Ben had, didn't end up with a ride this year and has just been doing some Europe racing, some local racing. So called him up. A lot of the people we work with have worked with him. So he was like, yeah, let's let's make it happen. Um, due to weather and weird stuff, we were actually going to have him start at Tampa. But by the time he got the practice back in weather, it was just like prep wasn't like he barely got to ride. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know, Arlington's around after that's your home race. Let's Let's just start there. Shows up, goes out and press, makes literally like four laps and kind of grenaded his thumb. We're actually waiting for an MRI result right now. Um, not 100% sure on the damage level, but it's it's whatever it is is not good. Yeah, uh, we yeah. just don't know a timetable if he'll be able to make anything issue. That's kind of what we're waiting on. Really? So um, it's that, it's yeah, that bad? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you look, there a lot of guys didn't realize even, you know, rode for us on on the race weekend because he tried to race but it was yeah ben was able to ride like himself tommy said it that kind of felt like it was just gonna dislocate all the time it's yeah i uh, went to doubtline stars they x-rayed it there's nothing broken but structurally there's definitely something not right, right. so yeah that's that went out the window um starling's been right on the verge of not being able to ride from injury he's He's never been like straight up drastically hurt, but this whole off season, he does a lot of the off season money races in Germany. Yep. He pretty much has crashed every single one of them and come home with an injury. So his, his prep coming into the season has been really low. He pretty much came straight out at Tampa off the couch for four weeks and raced and still qualified, but had to roll yep. around in the main. He actually qualified like 14s, but he qualified all right at, at Tampa for as much time as he had off the bike and breaking in his race bike on race day. Yep. He did fine. Uh, but then this weekend, just being that tick off of not riding a lot, he ended up 19th on the board. Uh, they prepped right before the CMB practice. So there was like between those two practices, there was probably four guys that came out of time qualifying that usually don't make mains. Uh-huh. So it kind of put the guy's entire position. Starling was right on the bubble 19. So he had to go LCQ. Gets run over in the first corner and dislocates his shoulder. <laughs> so pop him out. That one's done. And then we then we get to Jerry. Jerry's just been a struggle the last two weeks trying to get his head back on straight. Has been an interesting process. He there's a multitude of reasons I could go into, but to, to kind of clear it up the most, uh, his riding. Jerry's in great shape. Uh, the, Amount of laps this off season, but his intensity is just gone. The programs they kind of do their own riding schedules, and whatever he was doing just has equated to what he what right now on laps is is just too mellow. The fire isn't there, so uh-huh. his qualifying has been really rough. Um, at Tampa, he was. Oh, like 25th or 26th on the board, but he made it in his heat. He's finally at, he cracked up the heat race, and it kind of all came together. Bad start in the heat, 17th in the first quarter, and he was 7th two laps later. Uh-huh. And then he faced a triple, sprained his ankle, swole up, barely made the main, crashed in the main, earning, kind of rolled around the end of 16th. And then this weekend, even worse in qualifying, was 28th, I think, on the board. Um, just overall struggling, kept trying to crash in the second time session, went out in the LCQ, 
I think he got a fourth place start and he was behind Jordan Bailey on the first lap and Bailey decided to double the main triple while they were four, like running fourth and fifth yeah. and third or fourth or whatever. Yeah. So Jerry didn't expect him to roll that far ahead in the pack and he said he had to turn left at the last minute and cartwheeled off the side of the triple, got up and got on 12th in the LCQ after he went flailing through the air. Jeez. So, yeah, just kind of completely – I was like I said, I'm up in you know I do Ben's yeah. position with the thumb thing. I'm yeah. sitting in the tower. I see Starling in the first corner holding his shoulder. I'm like, great, we got one. And then I look, I literally stare at Justin for a minute, and I look up and I see Jerry flailing through the air off the triple. I'm like, well, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, you're like, welcome, welcome to uh, miserable town, miserable town. I was waiting. I was I was hoping on my way down out of the 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 if. I was hoping to catch up with J-Bone later because between JGR and my thing, I was going to ask him if he wanted to throw a pity party because yeah. that was a rough weekend. Yeah, man, it is. So, it, 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 that's the that's the thing that you got into and you signed up for, and it's gnarly. Uh, so Starling's out for this weekend then? No, he's actually no, he's gonna keep going today. Yeah, yeah. okay. He's going to keep going. He's basically on the position of I can't F up my shoulder any worse and it really isn't going to get any better, so he's yeah. all taped up and going to go. Because uh, we're even in the position of like, uh, like anybody okay? So we're trying to figure out fill-in duties because we're pretty sure Ben's gonna be out for a while. So we're trying to figure out what the best route is. Do we get another 450 guy? Do we break out another 250? Right. And uh, I'll be honest, it's been a long couple days. I've been on the phone. I, I drove. I'll go in a minute what my week at Texas looked like, but I drove straight home from Texas because I had to drive a Sprinter out and load two new race motors and bikes on the truck. Okay. So. I got up, drove 20 hours straight back to California, didn't stop, and I was on the phone the entire time. And uh, we're now three days later, and I cannot figure out who to put on the motorcycle. As, as stupid as that sounds, there are options, but to put it bluntly, at the level of what we're supposed to do for our sponsors, I I don't want to put somebody on the track that's not going to make a main yeah. event. There are people that I can put on the bike and circulate it, no right. problem, right. but... Either class, I can guarantee you, main event guy, it's it's not coming together. We we made a few calls and it just isn't. Yeah, the stars aren't aligning with anything. Like with Ben, it was an obvious choice, but in this position, I've between even a lot of our sponsors are kind of calling some people, and yeah, we're all kind of coming up with our hands up, like, what the how, hell are we gonna do? How how does that work? Like, so FXR and Chaparral, two big guys for you, Honda, obviously too, but for fill-in guys, I mean. You know, when it when it comes to Ben or anybody that you're going to do now, do you do you have to run it by them? Is it ultimately your call? Uh, is it the guy who puts the most money in? Is it Honda because it's their bikes? Like, whose ultimate call is it? At the end of the day, it's and they all say the same thing. They'll throw in their two cents. At the end of the day, it's hundred percent my call. Okay. I can, yep. I can pick whatever I want rider wise. I have a minimum I have to meet on track, but I can pick whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Actually, Honda's. I, I got to thank them above all. Uh, they have been super cool with this. Like us and Phoenix both had rough weekends. Uh, my contacts there, I kind of sent a small apology to because I felt like a dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> and they just laughed. They're like, yeah, welcome to team ownership. Yeah, yeah. Crap happens. Yeah. You know, you should see some of the weekends we have in the office afterwards. Like, it's all good. I'm like, okay. They're like, yeah, just tell us whoever you figure out. Like, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's good. It, yes, FXR Race Tech. Play, play a little more parting because like in Ben's case it was really easy because FXR albeit Ben it never rode for them they really wanted him because of his his background like kind of the Alaskan thing they're like man he would be cool to market against we've always wanted him on the team like yeah, yeah let's get him and uh, Race Tech has worked with Ben three or four years now so Rob's like I already have base settings for him every, like all good so 
that was kind of like an easy no-brainer. He'd rode a Honda the last, what, two years straight and been riding one of it in Europe um, for some off-season races. So it's like, oh, plug, turnkey. Very, very yeah. easy choice. Right. Um, now, in this case, yeah, everybody's throwing in their two cents, but we're all kind of running into the same. Uh, I Basically, I went down my short list, made some calls. Nothing really seemed to work properly or is going to work easily. So I talked to, to Rob and, and Paul Guys Race Tech. I'm like, hey, you guys, you guys, you, you want to lean in there? Any suggestions? They kind of threw out some. We went through those calls. Um, Andy at FXR is very involved with that as well. He has his list. We tried some of those. And, yeah, just nothing is, like, really stars aligning so we don't have an extra guy for this week i'm trying to get it figured out before daytona yeah it just um it's it's kind of sucks is like we we went into the season we we got our equipment fairly late so we had to do 250 east instead of west and on paper when the whole year was going to start we thought that east to west would be somewhat similar for competition or we actually thought east might be slightly less and Uh this is no no offense to west Coast. like i i when I look at the coast right now, although Wes had done a few rounds, got injury, East definitely seems overall stronger. And yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it's kind of hard to find somebody that doesn't have support that needs needs help. There's there's guys that are, yeah, like six or seven spots off qualifying that need help. And, and I feel bad saying this. You always see that comment, whether it's on Twitter or forums or Instagram. It's like, hey, yeah, this guy's doing it on his own. He needs He needs that ride. And the, the dead honest truth at the end of the day is there are some kids that, yes, mean really do need help um but at the same time just pulling them off another bike giving them a day of prep on this thing and throwing them out there it's not going to be magic in a pan they're still if they're five spots off i'm not going to magically make them qualify the next yeah it yeah you're not not going to be able to do that but it's it's not just going to turn key make it happen no no maybe with a couple weeks behind them but and so and I think that's a problem. A lot of people always suggest that no matter what position is, oh, that guy should get on the bike because he's instantly going to be top ten. You're not going to take somebody from 25th to 10th in a in a week. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a that's a big fan misconception. You know, give give the privateer a factory yeah. bike and watch him. You know, that's a huge misconception with race fans. So, it, and even I've run into, I think a lot of riders genuinely genuinely understand it that. Because there's a few kids that have made it in the last couple weeks, like either either the first round or the second round East that I called and said, hey, here's what I can do for you. I can, you know, and to put it bluntly, the level of program we are, I'm able to go to them and go, hey, I cover all your practice and race stuff. You get bikes from us motors. I take care of all your travel costs. I give you a mechanic. Um, basically, in the day, you can go racing without spending any money. Um, and then what they're able to earn is person contingency base. But, you know, it's like, hey, I can take care of everything for you. But it is a round or two in, and if they're on a different brand, it's if they've got enough personal support and yeah. East Coast is an easy enough drive for them, it's like, yep. it's, I can see even with them, they're like, man, it would be cool, but I got a lot of personal people helping me. Yeah. It's weird to jump bikes. And, yep. Yep. and I did, because I was, um, I actually got into an argument with somebody on the Vital Forum a couple of years ago, because Vin, I think it's when if Vince was on Moto Concepts Honda or something more privateerish on the Honda one of the years. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Factory Suzuki, it may have been Metcalf Carter, and somebody said something about, oh, Vince should be on that bike. And I commented back, I'm like, oh, Medi's injury is like a three to four round injury. I don't know if it was a concussion or something. I'm like, guaranteed. Yeah, it had to be Moto Concepts because I named the Moto Concepts. I'm like, yeah. Vince would not jump ship for four rounds on Factory Suzuki. The guy called, called me and goes, you're an idiot. Anybody would take a factory bike for four rounds. I'm like, 
here, I'll prove it to you. I texted Vince. I'm like, Vince, would you go take Mitty's spot? And he's like, for full season or for the four rounds? I'm like, for the four rounds. Vince texted me back, no. Yeah. And I commented back to that guy. I'm like, Vince just said no. And he's like, you're both idiots. <laughs> you're like, yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> like, even right. the writer said it's not a right. good idea. Because same thing. He's like, why would I burn my bridge yeah. with my current sponsors uh, for four weeks on a bike I've never ridden? It wouldn't make me any better necessarily. It would yeah. be cool right. experience. But it's, yeah, it's. There's a lot more that goes into it than, oh, just give the kid a ride and it's going to work. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, it'll be interesting to see what you do for this weekend. So, like, one of the things with the Triple Crown, and I like the Triple Crowns, and I've always thought they were fun to watch and everything else, but I, I, I ranted about this on Monday. You know, there's 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 Kay Clayson's team and there's your team. Now, granted, you had a shitty weekend. You guys should be in the main, so it's not it's not a perfect scenario, but... But Kay Clayson's guy and B, BR, BRW, uh, Honda, and yourself and, and these other guys, like, we love the Triple Crowns, but you spend all that money, you support the sport, you give jobs to riders and mechanics, and you don't get to be on TV at all. Uh, that's the drawback to the Triple Crown, man. And I don't know. I always said put the LCQs at the front of the show to, to help everybody out. I don't know if that's something they can do, but – Certainly, Michael, like for, for your team and your sponsors, like there nothing happened for you at, at yeah, Dallas. We're, we're invisible. Right. You're invisible. Right. I, the, the, the media and before, yes, I love the Triple Crowns from a doing standpoint. And I remember with the first year of the Triple Crowns, I had this I asked quite a few guys that are bubble guys like Adam and Technapa and you guys, I'm like, how do you feel about it? And they all had the same good for your night it could be bad for your night i know it's good for fans but all those guys are on the bubble they're like man if you don't make it it just sucks because you're invisible that night and yeah i felt that we're packing up the truck yeah. at 6 p.m i'm looking at how much money i spent on fuel to get the truck there on all of our flights on every mechanics pay you know because just anything you'd say like yes there's sponsor money involved there's my money involved and i'm like sitting there going man i just wasted a lot of money like, yeah. I wasted even at even at a very low key level. I basically just took a bunch of money on the ground and burnt it. For nothing. <laughs> it yeah. Help. A my sponsor. And that hurt. Yeah. That really actually did. That was part of the depression standing on top of the trailer wanting to jump off. And I'm like, this this really was. I should have you know, you kinda look at it like I should have just stayed home. Don't know why I stayed up all Wednesday into Wednesday night building two brand new race bikes, drove twenty hours straight through to to freaking load the, the semi at nine at like on yeah. Friday at midnight, 32 degree weather. Like me and two of the mechanics busted. We had probably the worst work week of our life going into this race. Really? Like I yeah, had yeah. slept nothing yeah. and then have to drive all the way home and just stew on that. I'm like, Oh yeah, dude. Not really. So, I mean, w- would the LCQs at the start of the night be a, wouldn't that be a great thing for everybody? I, I just, I don't understand this. It, it, it's great racing and it, and, and it gives you guys a bit of not again, you should be in the mains. When I say you guys, I don't put you on the level of some of these other teams, but it gives the smaller teams uh, a little bit of moment of glory, you know, possibly. So other, yeah, you know. and that's like, I, I was bummed because I think of a triple crown. I didn't think it would happen to us because both Jerry, I don't think has ever not qualified for a 250 main and Justin hasn't not qualified for a 250 main since he was like in five years or something like right, that. So, right. um, yeah, I would have never expected it to happen, but being on the side of the fence that it did, it's a bummer. I feel, I genuinely feel bad for, yeah, like a, a PRMX, a BWR, um, SGB, a lot of yeah. them occasionally they get in the main events, but most of the time their TV time comes from a heater and LCQ. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 
it's tough for those teams because you've got on one hand, um, I know there's people that push like, oh, I wish every round was a triple crown because of the action and this and that. But if it ever happened, it really would limit what you're going to see from a sport. Because, yeah, at the end of yeah. the day, my sponsors got no return other than what was on social media for that yeah. race. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's pretty hard to stomach. Uh, absolutely. FXR Racing, use the same gear that uh, Michael Michael's team uses, uh, Jerry Robin and Bloss and Starling and Ben LeMay and whoever else fills in over there. Uh, PulpMX30 is the code to save at fxrracing.com. And Racetech Suspension, Pulp20 is the code to save it there. Get your motor work done, get some suspension work done, and uh, really, really uh, spruce up your motorcycle, get it working right. And, and you know that it works well when guys like Malcolm win Montreal on Racetech and each and every week Jerry and Bloss and all these guys uh, have been crushing it with Racetech over the years. Great guys, great companies. Companies. And I guess, Michael, too, I mean, obviously this is an FXR Racing Race Tech show, but, man, they have been – those two companies for your team have been just amazing. Like, that's that's the, oh, the spirit of those guys. Yeah, no, they've been awesome. I've literally – I think today I've talked to I've talked to three different people from FXR. I talked to Andy, Brad, and uh, – and, uh, oh, my God, Carson. And, yeah, and I literally – I was at Race Tech this morning, so – Right. Talk to Andrew and Rob, and no, Andrew and Rob have been a huge. The whole group's been a huge part. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do this. I don't. <laughs> I I joke. I spend. I have spent a decent amount of whatever money I actually had in my pocket to start this. I pretty much made the poor financial decision of buying a semi instead of buying a house. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, not one of my brighter moves. Um, and then what they what they kick in to be able to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's it wouldn't be un- completely undoable without those yeah. two. I mean, any sponsor, it's undoable without those two specifically. I I couldn't do this. Yeah, absolutely. It's presented by Firepower. I, oh, presented by Firepower, Namira Technologies, and Maxis, of course, as well. This show, so Maxis Tires hooking up out there with A Ray, uh, doing doing. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, Ray. Uh, firepower as well. Kyle Chisholm using Firepower batteries and chains. Speaking of privateers. And Namira Technology, uh, industry-leading top-end repair kits offer everything you need to rebuild your top-end at a price that will keep you riding every weekend. Namira.com for those guys. Um, so you have to get three guys on the track, basically. I'm actually not, to be dead honest, contractually, I don't have to. That's not actually what it says, but that's kind of what we originally went in the plan with, so I'd like to get another guy out there. Um, like I said, it's it's not such a big rush that I had to force it for this weekend. We're trying to make sure it's right. Yep. I'd rather not. I, I think everybody in our group's in agreement that if, if it was between fielding a third bike that has less than a 50% chance of making a main or just focusing on our current guys, we'd rather focus on our yep. current guys. Um, but I'd like to make it work. I still got a few more phone calls to make this evening and see if we can find the, the right path. It is, it is funny amongst the, the people I've talked to. It's thing that my, and I, like I said, I understand the mindset of the riders. There's a few I've talked to. They're like, man, I'd love to do it, but I got this person on me, this, I yeah, really want to yeah. switch. But Hey, do you, do you have a spot for me on your team next year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, look, but I'm just trying to look, you're like, I'm just trying to get to Atlanta. I'm just trying to get to Atlanta. I'm just trying to get through Atlanta. I haven't even saw about Daytona next right. year yet. Okay. Um, uh, if you want to come over here and do good, though, good tryout. <laughs> it's it's it sucks too because like Blos is obviously uh, he was a potential top five guy. We saw that last year, and he weeds himself up at yep. Glendale. And so like your 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 best rider, although I I might say Jerry has more talent than Chris, but Chris puts it together more. Uh, your best rider gets hurt, uh, you know, going into the East series. So that that you're already at a little bit of a of a blow right there. 
Yeah, I guess the reset, here's a shocking amount of how many different people have been like assigned to this program. So originally it was going to be um, walk. It was supposed to be Jeff Walker um, and Jerry were my original plan. And then mm-hmm. as things kind of grew, Starling came along and eventually Chris because um, Walker decided he wanted to do Supercross. So but I was still going to kind of help him for some outdoor stuff. So it's like, okay, there's like four guys that are kind of attached to the team. And then FXR and Boys and Kind of Bugs, see if we could help uh, this kid Cody Shock mm-hmm. for some of the West rounds. We get him, and he breaks both his arms the Thursday before A1. And then, and then Chris gets hurt at Glendale. Then we bring LeMay on, and he gets hurt. So I, I kind of I keep bringing up JGR, and I feel bad of saying it again. I'm, I feel like I'm in the running of their record for possibly, you know, the amount of guys that can be attached <laughs> to a team in one year. I'm yeah. going, apparently it wasn't a goal I would have liked to have, but we're, we're heading that direction. Um, which I was showing because Ben's wrote from before. I remember I did a, a feature one time at Vital where I went over the, all the different riders they'd had. I think Racer X has done a, I can't remember, did yeah. you do one for Racer X? Yeah, we did one at Racer yeah, X too. Had, yeah. yeah, they've they've had a lot of dudes, but that's why I got to give them a lot of credit for a lot of teams like a KTM or, or a Honda would get some crap for just not putting somebody on, on the bike, you know, because at yeah. their factory level, the same thing they're weighing. It's like, well, we're, we're trying to win a championship here. Yes, it would be a cool story to give some privateer a bike that can't make mains, but we've got millions of dollars into this dude to try to win a championship. We're going to go focus on this. JGR year after year would just pull dudes, even if it was for one race. Yeah, so, no, I know, right? Yeah. Cool. They, yeah. they definitely have a cool history of doing that and, there's one part of me that's like, yeah, we should do that. And the other part's like, I don't need a revolving door. I need to make this work. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's been – so we're we're eight rounds down. What's been the, the toughest thing that you have – that you didn't think about or the 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 biggest thing that takes your that takes your time that you didn't realize beforehand? Um, I had a, I had a few experienced people in history warn me that infrastructure was going to be a problem the first year. And, and to that extent, I didn't fully grasp what they meant. Um, I thought, okay, infrastructure. Yeah. I get the truck. I got the awning. We get the bikes, you know, shop, like it's all good. Um, it's just the little things and it's, it's great to have, you know, we've got great partners and stuff, but admittedly when you're, when you're first year with them, you just don't have, like there's certain parts I've been looking for lately um, that some sponsors like they're just out of it because they sell a lot of that part. Yeah, I don't have leftovers because it's our first year equipment. So there's a lot of teams that told me how careful they are at the end of the year with their parts budget to be able to stretch that that yep. gap at the end of the year into the following year. Um, so I started out the year behind on many components that were trickling in all the time and. I'm low on certain things, so I'm doing a lot of parts running like I'm doing today. I should be home working on another video for my channel, and I should be getting more stuff packed for this weekend. But I was running around picking up parts today instead. Right, right. Um, yeah. and, so stu- and the that stuff, stuff and, that and, stuff needs some time. And stuff like that, like you're you're in situations where like you literally can't be like, "Hey, ship it to me." Like I gotta go get it. Like I don't, I can't even have the day. I can't even wait that for the day for you to ship it to me. I'll go get it. I'll come. To, I'll come to the shop or whatever. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of running around SoCal traffic. Um, that that's definitely a hassle. Uh, the other thing is just it, once again a first year team thing. Not having, you know, you have the difference between a factory team and maybe a team that's funded by somebody with direct money lines. Um, I'm doing it all out of what I personally have and what what I'm able to work off sponsorships. So you're just waiting for yep. 
the next check to come in to just end it on certain things. So sometimes you're not booking travel at the best time. You're spending yeah, more on travel yeah. than you want to because you're having to book late. Right. Just trying to keep everybody's logistics straight. Um, that's that's always fun. Uh, and then just the aspect of um, I joke about this one. I didn't realize, especially when you're probably the top level of the team, like the manager or the crew uh-huh. chief, is having to deal with everybody's. Everybody on a race weekend is going to have a bad weekend, whether it's a rider or a mechanic or uh-huh. a truck driver or somebody's going to have something go wrong. <laughs> Somebody is always angry about something. <laughs> and at the top level, you have to be the calm. You have to be the calm guy at all times. You can't let the chaos spread. So you just always have somebody yelling about something. You're like, oh, okay, so get in. Don't release it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just always dealing with, right. with somebody's somebody's heart yeah, yeah. Or issue and it's sure. just like you don't realize how much of a of a psychiatrist you have to be at times just for everybody because like i said it's it, use trucks use cars use trailers everything there's always something right. every week you think man last week was a scramble but all that's fixing it's gonna be great this week it's just gonna be racing <laughs> oh crap the lift gate on the trailer won't work oh, again this morning shit. yeah yeah oh crap the airline fitting blew out of the outside right oh where's this part oh we forgot to bring this one in i have 20 of this but i only had one of that part on the truck oh i probably should be better at checking parts list at the end of the weekend oh, yeah great. yeah man and yeah you got to really stay on that stuff right you got to really follow it and stay on it jeez oh, oh my favorite my favorite hey why are the riders <laughs> not bringing the right color boots or something yeah like, ah, yeah um you all so one of the things you're a very talented videographer media guy that's what you did for vital for a while before you struck out on your own and and i talked to you at one of the earlier rounds and you're like dude i haven't i don't have time to do what i wanted to do on the media side of things because i was looking forward to you know like a reality of speed or like those ib corp ones or whatever um and that's been struggling a little bit too for you right like you just simply don't have the time to do is what what all the ideas you had you just don't have the time yeah, it's gone better this last week. I got like two more things to edit out this weekend because finally now, Starlings in Florida, all the practice and race motors were built properly. Um, Jerry's kind of back on his own train and doing his own stuff. Um, I finally this week freed up time, but I, the whole preseason, I was just, I mean, I was tearing down engines. Right. I was, uh, we got, we got the bikes we need to race East Coast like five or six days before San Diego and the truck had to leave Sunday morning. So, I created six bikes, framed six bikes, tore down six motors the next morning. Um, just it's it's so yeah. go 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 yeah. go. It's uh, the free time is non-existent, sleep is non-existent. Huh. I think last week specifically, I in six days I had slept something like eighteen hours. It, are you and Pooches okay? Is everything good with you and Pooches? Like, ah, thank God. Uh, no, I remember the the joke is I'm Pooch, she snugs. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah she snugs, right? Yeah, you <laughs> lost your bet still on our Instagram name on my girlfriend's. No, my girlfriend. Thank God she loves racing. Good, good thank to hear. Yeah, right. She hasn't killed me yet over it. Uh, <laughs> she likes it too much. I, she she mostly feels bad for me. Right. I think every I think everybody does. Everyone's like, what's this guy doing? Hey, why are you, you doing this? You. You were one of like twelve people that came over and consoled me after after this weekend. Yeah. Like in my depressed day. You came by. A Ray came up giving me the biggest hug. Oh. He's like, Bro, I've <laughs> been there. It's gonna be okay. Benzignac <laughs> came by, Anton came by. I right. I was like at one side I was I felt very it was it was very heartwarming. At the same time I was like, 
Eh, Chad, this many people know I'm suicidal right now, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this many people are like worried for my mental sanity at this point. It's it's. Uh, I got, I got yeah. more. Half the texts I got or calls I got the next day were either "What the hell happened?" or "Are you okay?" <laughs> um. Hey, one of the things that uh, you've been on the Pulp Show a lot and, and you know, you cut your teeth with Ross Maeda over there at Enzo and you're very knowledgeable about suspension and, and, and working on a motorcycle and all that. Has that, have you been able to help those guys? Have you, getting in the trenches and working with the riders that you work with, have you been able to, to help that out a little bit and, and throw on your uh, crew chief hat and mechanic hat a little bit and, and help with that stuff? Not it honestly hasn't run into it's i guess the bright side of working with rob having worked with like jerry so long and then like yep. Los and LeMay, like for them i wasn't chasing really anything with settings um jerry's mostly been it's more of a mental thing for him it hasn't been any right. stuff right. Um, so i haven't had to deal with that uh starling early on i made some adjustments for but due to his injury lack we really didn't do any testing with him so honestly Due to equipment stuff, I, I haven't gone to get nearly that involved in that. Um, I get a little bit on race day. I'm helping Chase just EFI bikes and stuff. There's there's little stuff that pops up, so I help troubleshoot some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I, I it's another thing that I'm hoping as year two comes around, we have more of an off season of prep that right. I can utilize myself more there. I tend to watch the guys on race day, but we don't. I'm very much on the side of. Especially on a race weekend, even with what I know, I tend not to grab the screwdriver and just start turning stuff on the guys' bikes unless I see a serious problem. Right, right. As long as they've done their homework right during the week, I, especially with these guys' level, I tend not to just make crazy changes with them on race day unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. Um, so it sounds funny. That was something I was looking forward more to, but we've been pretty mellow on. Yeah, it's, um, it's something that you have good experience with and you could help as opposed to a regular team manager. You know, you could be like, hey, man, let's slow your rebound down. Let's 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 add some preload, like whatever, that kind of stuff, you know. Um, I, so I think one of the things and it, it just comes from, I think, in a lot of technical positions, you have to have it within a team. Um, I had to explain to one of the mechanics very early on is if the rider comes in and is freaking out about something, don't necessarily jump on, oh, yeah, this part of the track, your bike looks like this. We got to make changes. You got to, you definitely don't want to add flame to the fire or let them get off in a tangent or something. A lot of times you have to be very right. calm, collective, just wait, hear them out on everything. A lot of times the dude gets off the bike, hear them out, give it a few minutes, go back to them once they calm down and see if the issue still is really that big or not before. Or, you start going off and doing that. And I'm yeah. pretty excitable, so I used to struggle with that early on yeah, with yeah. suspension stuff because I yep. would be like, I would get as excited as the rider would. I've learned a lot now. Even if something weirdly bad goes wrong, you have to stay extremely calm. A great example is at <laughs> yeah, example on press day. Once again, we built these bikes brand new, fresh for this weekend. We had to break in Starlings uh-huh. and. Uh, one of those radiator hose clamps wasn't perfectly tight at the top of the radiator spigot. It was just a little bit loose enough that the bike ran for a few minutes before it got a little bit of bleed by pressure by and shot coolant out of it. Yep, yep. Mind you, at this moment, I'm the one standing over the bike and it sprays coolant in my face. <laughs> my rider is standing there. I was very calm. He looked over and thought I saw something. I'd already hit the kill switch on the bike. And same thing, I just reached over very calmly. I'm like, hand me a Phillips, please. I just tied it very calmly, put it back away. Uh, Restarted the bike. I'm like, don't worry, anybody. Don't freak out. My eye might burn really badly right now. (laughs) Just 
Are, don't say anything. Don't freak out. Are they? Are you sure they didn't do it on purpose? Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, it was a little too, um, a little too coincidental. It got me in the eye. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast with FXR Chaparral Honda Michael Lindsay. It's number one hundred and fourteen in the series. Um, yeah, man, it's been financially for you how has it been have you been did you budget okay are you fine or are sh- is shit popping up that you know now you're you're having to sell organs and, and donate blood <laughs> i want to sell some organs ah, it's all right i haven't been terribly off i think the problem everybody deals with is some sponsors just don't come through with what they say they're initially going to so yeah. i'm struggling with that in one case which is it's a bummer i don't need it to survive but it would have made my life a lot easier yep. um I think the hardest part is dealing with some of the travel stuff based on when Mike comes in, how much flights are you can't. I don't have enough always on tap to prepay far enough ahead. Travel has been a little more expensive than I thought. Um, I'm honestly not burning through as much fuel, lubricants, other items as I thought we would. Okay. Probably yeah, yeah. Too many guys hurt. Right. So that's been all right. Um, you're not going to lose. You're not going to. You're not, not. Nobody's coming to repo the semi. Nothing like that. You're all fine. No, I own the I own the semi outright, so that's fine. I can't repo that for me. I do worry. Uh, I do. I do slightly worry about my credit cards every once in a while, but <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's definitely no like everybody jokes. If you want to make money in racing, you oh, just yeah. start yeah. lose it. We're all we're all worried about you. We're all of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's been all right. There are things you don't plan for, and I was joking with actually on uh, track walk. Two rounds ago, I ended up talking to uh, Carmichael for like probably 20 minutes about this. He came over and asked me how it's going and gave me a pat on the back. He's like, I can't believe you're doing this. Probably we're bulls, we're BSing. And we're joking about things on teams that cost way more than you expect. And one of the dumbest ones I did not think of properly ahead of time, radios. Radios are really expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The stupid headset radios, brand new, are a lot of money. I think I looked out like, oh, I'll get like six or seven headsets. What? Ten grand? Yeah, yeah. Why are he- headset radios ten grand for like seven of them? Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> and stupid stuff like that you don't think is going to cost that much, right. but it is. Um, how's Works Chassis Lab doing for you? Of course, you're you're part of that part of that company is also Pulpamex Ten is the code to say with Works Chassis Lab. If you want to get some of the mounts that I see at Star Racing and and your team and many others, uh, how's that going? Are you able to work with those guys and, and improve that product? And has racing helped you sell some some mounts? Yeah, actually, sales have been really good the last couple of weeks. So I mean, I guess if they always show race well. Like we, I mean, the Star Team wins freaking every week on them, so yeah, that's yeah. helpful. Yeah, but yeah. No, that's been trucking along. I wish I had a little more time to work on some fitment of products and some development stuff right now. I'm right. Trying to hopefully amongst the clearing up of my schedule, that's one of the things on the list that needs to be done. Uh, my shipping schedule has not been the most fantastic. I apologize to a few people because I leave early in the week. Sometimes I don't get to ship stuff on Fridays or Thursdays. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that doesn't always work out the best. So trying to fly out a little later sometimes. Um, but, yep. yeah, it's uh, – uh, it's it's just interesting. It's always uh, very happy to have be able to do that. Try to keep my fingers in multiple things. Uh, times I definitely realize though I probably man I'm ADD. I, I just God oh I need to do a race team. I need to have a YouTube channel. I need to have a parts company. Oh let's go do this. Yeah. Ooh shiny thing. Ooh, yeah, shiny yeah. Thing. Ooh, yeah yeah I, I could so I could, this, I could this see project you. specifically. Yeah. This project specifically has taught me I probably need to calm down on the aspirations a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah, really, right? Uh, just a minor bit. Um, well, what about riding? A, what about doing a 450 program? Is that because, like, I know you you're doing 250 East. You would have done 250 West. It would have cut your budget, you know, in half probably. But then you decided to do 250 East, so that's cool. But then you race all the 450 rounds except for like two. So like, you're wide open that way. Do you wish maybe you'd done a 250 West team and like, hey, listen, I know you, I know Jerry, you want to ride East, and I know Blos, you want to do, but too bad, we're going 250 West. Uh, oh, day and night, uh, we wanted to do 250 West. It wasn't necessary. The riders picked it. Um, it was just a circumstance of, of equipment. Uh, we didn't have the bikes in time. Uh, it's it's that will be different for next year. I am not doing a 250s program. I will shoot myself. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it will be a 250 West program. It was just, it was a case of first year. Um, like I said, that whole infrastructure thing working with, it is, there's two ends of scale. It's, I'm super thankful for the support and the people I have that believed in me enough to help me start this and the equipment they've given us and what products. But it's also just the way budgets fall and stuff. It was really hard to get stuff in time to start West. Like we flat out wouldn't have been ready. There's, yeah, that's it, true, it right? Yeah. Fire yeah. And it, wasn't going to be doable with infrastructure carrying over on some equipment it will be doable next year but it's it's that end if you have some money guy involved the team that has enough forward cash cool start the program how you want when you want when you're like me and you really just don't have a financial backer and you're really doing it off of what money you personally have and yeah what relationships have you're you're at times you're a little bit stuck to whatever those timelines are and those timelines just weren't going to allow it for it this year. Um, I definitely want to continue more with the 250 program. It's how I approached Honda. I really want to be it. I I don't have any aspiration of of being a Geico. Like each OEM has their, their marquee team. They don't need two of those. They, but I want to be able to be a bridge stepping stone for riders. I would, I'm going to try to, I want to find a local A or B kid to help next year, try to do some of the futures and try to make it a full step stone for some guys, like mm-hmm. help them do the future stuff, put them on next year. If they do good enough, cool. They can go on and get the, you know, the ride at like, hopefully the cool part would Honda would be if, if, you know, as Geico, I think has a little less interest in running a bunch of amateurs. Yep. If we could do some stepping stone stuff for them, that'd be fantastic. Get kids, give them a real opportunity. Sure. Cause I don't know. I, I, like I said, I joke about it. race teams don't, I guess race teams do make money if you do them right. I don't have a lot of aspirations that are going to make me money. I would like it to become sustainable to the point I can help just help guys do it. And I'm hoping if I keep it at a conservative enough goal that it can live for a long period of time sure. versus seeing how I'm sure year over year, if I played my cards right and I worked the right channels, yes, the team, the program could become pretty big. Mm-hmm. But then you get to that weird balance where you're up on stilts, and if something goes wrong, it could collapse the program right. if it's too big. Right, um, right. So I'd like to keep it in a contained level. If the support goes up, I'll find different ways to utilize that, but keep it in a in a sort of I don't want to say a box, but at a, a at a level that makes sense. Right, right. Yeah, uh, and, and and maybe maybe you could hire somebody that you know, like Forrest Butler hired Burner after a few years, you know, something like that, where you can have an overall view of the team and have somebody to help you run it, and and you know, you can focus on the media stuff, focus on handling stuff day to day, and just just another you, clone you, but hire another guy. Yeah, that would be the goal. Is like I don't expect myself to ever be throwing out big budgets or riders or stuff like right. that. I don't. Like, there's that weird turnover where I, I told, I placed it with Han, like, hey, I think we'll make my group interesting year over year from just a content and a storyline is if I help people that need it more than guys that could get a ride or 
just yeah. are able to demand bigger paychecks. Because um, there's plenty of those out there. The sport needs something more in the middle. I mean, the sport just needs more teams, period. I've definitely yeah. been happy seeing how many semis I'm seeing in the pits right now. Like, there's a good amount of support considering what's some of the economy and, like, what's going on in certain area segments of the sport that kind of worry me. I've actually been genuinely impressed how many people stepped up and did programs this year. Yeah. Um, like, had- uh, Jason SGB with A-Ray and stuff. I was really stoked I helped A-Ray get that. Like, I helped line up that thing for A-Ray, like, get him over there. And just, like, seeing guys like him that's, you know, he's got a business in the sport, suspension company, and he's, he's put all of his eggs in a basket, per se, like, uh, really putting, you know, himself on the line, too. So Right, right. Um, it, it is – uh, I love seeing that. I hate to say it, but there's more riders – then there are teams and teams such as yourself and other guys, you can get good riders and not have to pay them. And you know what I mean? And that's not that you're, you're hoarding the money for yourself. You don't have the money. It's not like you're, you're Richie rich here, but I'm saying like you're doing all you can to get this team and expenses paid for, and you can get good quality riders for no money because there's more riders than there are teams. So that's awesome for, for programs, you know? So, uh, um, what do you, what do you wish, or what do you think, you know, you and I sat behind a microphone and, and we, we still do criticize Feld for different stuff um, and what they can do for teams, and, and I certainly think they could do more, but what's been your impression of have, owning a team in the pits and working with Feld? Um, so far, I haven't had to, you know, I don't, I haven't had a situation where I've worked with them too closely. I do wish, um, and so far they've been pretty linear. I still definitely wish there was some more access if we were going to do our own content stuff or some of the stuff from practice and maybe uh-huh. races and things. I wish there was more access. And there are some ground rules that have been laid down that I was aware of, but I see some people able to skirt around them. Like Chase Anderson's group is able to get a lot of on the floor video from the eats in the main. So yep. um, I, I wish some of that was a little more easily accessible um, for Ryan because I like content. Um, and I think like any team talks about, there are some exclusive deals inside the, the sport that hurt other incoming brands. Cause there's certain, there's certain restrictions of what you can and can't do in your pit area, what you can and can't get out, um, versus what the, the, you know, sponsors are of the sport that have the, the final say, uh-huh. um, I would be interested the more I look at other, other motorsports that use semis and trailers and awnings and stuff. Um, I do wish that there was maybe some different pit layouts, some stuff that was a little more creative. I've started to look at that more, and something I would be interested in doing is I have down-the-road budget to modify some things. I think uh, everybody's got kind of the same basic setup, per se. We're uh-huh. all on the same basic allowance bought, but there are some different avenues you can do with hospitality, the style trailers or, or outdoor like viewing areas that I, I would wish as a team you could have maybe a little more access to without having to mm-hmm. spend money for your area. Right, right. Um, there's little things like that. I, I'm not too much like, oh, this is this is horrible, but there's there are a few things that definitely I think could be improved on. But at the same time, I can't say I've had – I don't have currently the, the route to do them, so I haven't had that conversation with them yet. It's just ideas down the road like, oh, it'd be cool to do this, but I know we'll run into this problem, so you'd have to navigate it different or propose it different. Um, yeah, I, the, one of the biggest ones I, uh, being on the team side now, just seeing how some stuff's handled, I definitely wish there was maybe more communication. Uh, I know the biggest, like the factory teams have some little powwow with Feld. I wish maybe some more of the smaller teams are brought in on that. I definitely right. get like 
on the car racing side, how much in F1 and NASCAR, you know, everybody talks about a riders union, but you even have team associations. Yeah. Yep. How the teams work on stuff together. Yep. Um, I, I think any of that can always be improved upon, maybe that communication or something official put in place. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Something to help you guys out because uh, there's no show without the teams, you know. But uh, absolutely, uh, I agree. So uh, FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life. Pulp MX30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. Also, Race Tech Suspension Pulp 20. Thank you, Namira Technologies, Firepower, and Maxis. All on board with this show. So, all right, Michael, we will let you go. Um, good luck with everything. <laughs> uh, and please just keep thank, – thank you for your support and keep keep your head up, man. That, that's all I got to say. Keep your head up. Wow. Hey, quick one. Yeah. Just because I, I'm all about – I just opened my phone. Did you see the Ryan Dungey uh, announcement? I did. Yeah, I did. I saw that. Crazy, right? Wow, I've yeah. been running around all day. Yeah, crazy. I, I Speaking don't. Speaking of teams, uh, yeah, I don't really you know. know. <laughs> I don't really know. Like, is it really the true story that he just felt like it was too much commitment, or did something happen? Like, I don't know. Who knows? So, uh, I don't know. But uh, that's crazy. But, yeah, uh, teams are a lot. I will say after this, it eats up every portion of my existence in life right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw uh, a Kiefer today, and he looked at me. and goes, "Bro, when are you going to ride?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've been saying I'm going to ride every week for a month. Yeah, and really. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, right? It's it's uh, it's gnarly, and 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 I figured I knew what you were getting into. I mean, I've been on a team as a mechanic, and I certainly know the hours that those guys put in and, and everything else, and and so you know, and you're and you're doing a little understaffed too, so. Oh yeah, like everybody. I, I'll flip one to you on this. So, like I said, because you talk to every team, like, what's your even your personal impression of from seeing how we all have to navigate our races and everything and you being on both sides of the fence what uh what would be your number your number one thing that you think teams either need assistance with or you think the team should be doing better even towards media or anything Mm, well the press conference stuff has all been jacked up for years i don't i've been talking to the feld guys and talking to some other teams about it mandy from honda and i were talking about it this past weekend um it's not really working well the press conferences aren't and and because as you know michael like, okay, so not to make a joke, but this isn't for your team in in Dallas, but there were a lot of stories from the Triple Crown in Dallas, and, you know, you go to the press conference and you, nobody's showing up at the top three guys, and they're not necessarily talking to you after the race. So then you go into the teams in the pits, but, you know, these guys are gone, right? Like, they're, they're just checked out. Um, I just wish there was a way that the, all the teams, all the people in the main event would – be able to talk or be mandated to talk to the media for 20 minutes or something. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. I don't know how you, you make it happen, but you know, you've been the guy running around the pits just like I am after the race. And it's frustrating to not have, have these guys around and not be able to talk to them. Um, but it's 11 o'clock at yeah. night too. People want to go home. So I get that also, you know? Yeah. I'm still actually, this sounds really stupid because maybe I get, too many things going on. I didn't remember till this week that we have a daytime race this weekend. Yeah, daytime this <laughs> and that, weekend. That's yeah. always a little different because it end, ends earlier. Guys are a little more yep. willing to be around and not stand around till midnight. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, I, I also I think I mean, listen, I'll beat this drum until I'm out of the sport. Like Feld is making an outrageous amount of money putting on the Supercross series, and I don't know how MX Sports is doing. I don't think MX Sports is killing it as much. I just don't. I know they they don't own the series. They have to write the check to DMG. 
you know, for the rights to run the series. And I'm not saying this as a Racer X employee. I would think that MX Sports is not killing it on the series, but they're probably making money, of course. But Feld, I am confident that Feld is killing it. To not have something to help the teams out, and, and I mean, they can't even sell their merch. Like, there's nothing that you guys get for showing up and helping Feld actually, put on a series. Actually, that is actually, sorry, I guess when we're talking sticking points, sir, that's one I would say. I'm definitely bummed that we can't right. bend in some shape or form for riders, merchandise, and things like that. Because you look at MotoGP, NASCAR, that's all handled much differently. Right. And, uh, that's and, definitely, I mean, definitely a bummer. I mean, the riders get a chunk of what is sold at the races, like Roxanne and Tomac shirts. They, they, they're getting some of that money. But I don't. Uh, from what I know, the accounting process is not taken care of that tightly on actually what's sold and what's not and writing the checks to the riders and everything else. So, you know, like, I, I, the fact that there isn't like, hey, Michael Lindsay, you're going to field three riders at every round? Okay. You're going to get from us $500 or whatever, I don't know, whatever amount you want per race, per round, that you enter a rider that make a night show or a main event, whatever you want to do. Like, I, you can't pay the guys who don't make night shows or even if you don't want to pay the guys that don't make mains. I'm fine. Like, whatever. And then in return for this money, we're going to write you this money to support our series and everything else. In return, we get the rights to sell T-shirts and everything else, and, and we can we can, uh, we can can maybe, maybe they, you know, they say, hey, you can't uh, have an outside sponsor that conflicts, you know, like what they do now. But they're what they're doing now is they're taking all the outside sponsors. They're not letting you vend. They're trying to steal sponsors that teams have for the series. And you guys just keep showing up, and I don't understand it, and I, I, I have a lot of theories that we don't have enough time to get into, but Feld needs to help out the people that put the races on. I will say that until I go to my grave. But they're, they're under no pressure to do that because everyone just keeps showing up. That's my yeah, – that's like that's a week. That's Sarah. I think yeah. there needs to be some level of team. Yes. I think it's – the one thing that I think makes that also sticky that's hard with, like, when you look at NASCAR, F1, a lot of them, while you have manufacturer involvement in teams, they're all technically privately owned yes. to some certain extent. Um, it might surprise you, like the Mercedes F1 team is technically a private holding company that the owner, the team manager, couple others own. It's like Mercedes sponsors it, yeah. but it was bought from the Braun team, and it's it's a very different deal. Right, um, right. All the NASCAR teams are privately owned, so yep. I think it's a lot more simple when you have all private ownership. Yeah, you have you have um, Mister. You have looking at from a, right. You have you have Coy Gibbs and Mike Genova. Those are the, where the buck stops. But yeah. what is it? Where does a buck stop with KTM yeah, those or Honda? Are the guys that are, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a problem. It's, it's a marketing cost. They can lose money at it, and yeah. I think there's that certain aspect of not wanting to maybe make it easier for one brand because it's competition. Like as long as there's direct factory controlled teams involved, yeah. I don't yep. know. And- and then, what it would be like. I don't know if all the private teams just have to get together on their own and deal with it. Right. Because definitely from a, a private team, it's going to be a lot easier to get. Even if we, even if like between talking to Koi and Mike, like everybody's got some conflicting views, but there's all a lot of things we can agree upon and right. a lot of things that uh, those guys all together could do. I, I just think, you know, everybody who works for Pulp MX gets paid at something and uh, everybody who races the series should get paid something. And, and whatever it is, I don't know, but you're helping that series with riders in the main events or uh, night shows, and here you go. Here's we're going to share some of our profits. But yeah, why bother when no one when no one when no one can get together? You know, so yeah, it's uh, 
uh, touchy situation. We can go on for hours about it, but I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're giving guys, uh, you know, like Starling and Jerry and Blose and Ben and whoever else you got on there. That's awesome that you're helping them out. I mean, you, you're cutting 10 years off your life, Michael Lindsay, but uh, good job. Oh, yeah, 10 years. I, I was going to say maybe 15, by <laughs> okay. the way. I've been feeling lately. Okay, all right. Well, good, well, good enough. Uh, thanks <laughs> thanks to FXR and Race Tech for supporting your team and supporting this Privateer podcast and, and Namira and Maxis and the folks at Firepower as well. So thanks, Michael. We'll see you this weekend in, a, in Atlanta, man. Thank you. Ooh, thanks, Steve.